Welcome to Whiskey and Wonder. All right. All right. We're back. Hello, everybody. Guess who's back? Back again. Well, we'll probably get sued. Him. I heard him name's a dick, so. <laughs> welcome into Whiskey and Wonder. <laughs> and Tyler's dying. So welcome again. to Whiskey. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's too soon. <laughs> it's um, not. Welcome to Whiskey and Wonder, a podcast where we sample a whiskey every week and teach the others something new and interesting. Yeah, and uh, that's what I was going to say before I choked on my own spit. Um, that over there is Megan. And that's Tyler. I'm over here, and we are Whiskey and Wonder. Um, we're going to jump right into it today. Uh, check us out on social media. You can see all that on our screen. If you're checking us out on YouTube, our YouTube channel is Whiskey and Wonder. Uh, if you're uh, listening to us on a podcast service, you can find all this stuff in the show notes. Find us on Instagram at Whiskey Podcast or at whiskeyandwonder.com or a bunch of other places that you can find down below. If you want to support us, we got PayPal, we got Patreon, we got stuff you can buy in the shop like whiskey tumblers, stickers, and hopefully very soon, Megan. <laughs> so they are officially done. The t-shirts are up on a selling platform, ready to go, uh, but I can't get them onto our website. Yeah, it's a matter of uh, we bought the cheaper interface for our website host, and um, you know they don't let us do plugins with this one, so we're trying to find a way to get the t-shirts on the website. We may just have to bite the bullet and pay the extra per month so that we can have our t-shirts up there for you guys. And we I'm going to move this camera up a smidge and mm-hmm. center Megan in the frame there. Sorry for anybody on YouTube. But she was a little out of frame there. All righty. Um, so we will have t-shirts really soon. Matter of fact, if we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and say this. If you want to do a pre-order, shoot us an email um, and we'll mark your name down. What, shoot us an email, what size you are, and we'll... Make sure we get in contact with you on how to order the shirts and when and where and whatnot. Um, in addition to that, I have a little bit of news on my end. As many people know that know me in real life, and if you've listened, I've touched on it just a smidge, but I've had uh, some health uh, issues, I guess we could say, lately. <laughs> and to make a long story short, um, I have to really, really really limit my alcohol intake uh, because of some medication I'm on, which makes it hard to do a podcast about alcohol. (laughs) Lovely, huh? So with that being said, um, it's not that I can't drink. I just can't drink a lot. So I think I'm going to be all right to taste. But if we, you know, a lot of you guys that listen know us in real life, if any of you guys want to get on here and be Give, a guest. Yeah, be a guest. Guest drinker, guest shit talker, guest, yeah. you know, uh, similar to what our friend Shelby did a couple episodes ago. I believe that was episode 34. Yeah. Um, You know, if you want to do something similar to that, let us know. Reach out. Send us an email. We have, obviously, since we had Shelby on, we have 
enough microphones and equipment to get it done now. Yep, With that yep. being said, though, I have upgraded. That is that is one of the microphones that we very very that we started with at the very beginning. One of the lower quality mics we have got. We have got a new, better microphone on the way. Um, so we've got the setup, and you know, if you have a story to tell or want to want to even be part of the bonus content, and we kind of interview you, let us know. We can figure something out, set up a time. Where even if even if all three of us can't necessarily be here, maybe Megan could interview you, or I could interview you one on one. Yeah, if we, you're interested, we, we would, could find a way. So. Yeah, we'll make it work. We would love. We Hit can even up. do it over through. We can we can find a way to make it work through Skype or Discord, Discord or how, however we'll make it work somehow. Yep. and hopefully not crash my computer, which has been an issue in the past. And it's so uh, so random. It just kind of occurs, and then it doesn't occur. Well, anyway. Well. All right. Um, yeah, as always. I think that's... Yeah, just the only other thing I was going to say is thanks, everybody, for the donations yes. and the support that you yes, guys give us. Uh, rating us five stars, sending us cash money on PayPal and Patreon. We appreciate it so much. We couldn't do this without y'all. That helps us fund things like microphones and equipment and T-shirts and... All the good, Everything. good stuff. Yeah. It makes this happen. So we appreciate y'all. For sure. For supporting us. Thank you, guys. Opening the bottle. All right. I am stoked for today's whiskey because we are drinking another Canadian whiskey. This is ET51 Premium whiskey made by Not a Boo Distillery. I would like to butt in there and just say we haven't done a Canadian whiskey on here yet. This is the first Canadian oh, whiskey. I did not. I thought we did Canadian whiskey already. Negative. Oh, JK. Well, this is our first Canadian whiskey, and it is also arguably the coolest bottle we have because it is an that- alien head on a skeleton. It looks amazing. Looks like he's doing the Degeneration X, like crotch (laughs) chop. Uh, This is straight from their website. One of the most innovative and sought-after whiskeys, ET51 is known for its painstaking hand-selected mash bill and step-by-step aging. Premium Canadian red rye, barley malt, corn, which spend time in a newly charred Canadian oak barrel. From what I can tell, um, this seems to be like a fairly new on the scene whiskey um, to the point where I wasn't able to find any reviews on it. Uh, This company, Nataboo, is more popular for doing vodkas. Um, However, in 2021, which is this year, if you're listening from the future, they have won several awards already for their ET51 whiskey, including the double gold at the 2021 SIP Awards. And let's see, where else? They won package design gold and innovation award at the World Spirits Competition. So it, it they're getting it on a little bit. This is a 102 proof. Whiskey, by the way, 
in case anybody was curious. I don't know if you said that earlier. Again, from their website. Secret of 1947. We all heard of Roswell and the long-kept secrets of alien abductions and encounters. How did Roswell get so unlucky? Up here in Canada, the birthplace of ET-51, our experience is a little different. Otherworldly beings that landed here are not carted off to labs and experiments. They came bearing gifts. It is a rare elixir from a far-off planet. We poured it on the rocks, which unfolded the magic. It appears that whiskey with body more robust than gravity was a pursuit that echoed across the cosmos. And when we awoke the next day, the beings are gone, but they left their recipe and a few bottles for us to pour from. Their friends that landed south in the desert hated the heat and will never pour any of their sweet, smooth vodkas and whiskeys under such harsh conditions. For our friends who may still be out there in Area 51, cheers to you, for the party has just begun. So this is a super playful, fun company. Cornball. I freaking loved reading that. That was amazing. So Tyler, you've been sniffing, checking it out. What do you What are you thinking? Well, I noticed the color first. It's it's similar to in color to what we had last year, the Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey. It's a little darker. It looks. It's, it's a smidge darker, maybe, but it's a very. It's still not quite an amber, in my opinion. It's just a smidge lighter than I, I would call amber. But smell-wise, I got a little bit of, I, I would say, just under average, just below average for burn-your-nose hairs. So not overly spicy. This I, I'm getting a little bit of burn your nose hairs. Not bad at all. Um, a lot of sweetness. Um, I get sweet, but I get grain too. Honestly, it, I kind of, the first thing that popped into my mind was honey nut Cheerios. Oh, that is, that is a really good description. Um, yeah, maybe a little, little more vanilla in there than honey nut Cheerios, but it definitely has the honey and the, I, I, I would Go out, well, I think cereal is a type of grain, but you know, it, it has that cereal smell to it. That whatever grain they use in your typical, you know, honey nut Cheerio style cereal. I mean, that's so confusing to call cereal cereal and then to have cereal grains, you know. I'm pretty sure cereal grains make cereals. Yeah, they do, but there's cereal grains like a category. So like it's, I don't know. I, I should, they should be more specific with the grain they use. Uh, well, I don't know. I definitely get Honey Nut Cheerios. I like that uh, description a lot. I'm getting definitely, definitely some sort of like malt or barley, something along those lines. Um, and then something... Caramely, maybe a butterscotch um, or some sort of like dark caramel. Um, hmm. Yeah, I can see some butterscotch in there. I can get a whiff of that. And I'm. There's no fruit. No. Nothing, no tartness, no fruit that I can smell. Agreed. 
straight just whoa did you not tell us what we were supposed to smell megan's over there already drinking jumping ahead (gasps) (laughs) uh we don't have what we're supposed to smell do we not it was it not on their website i thought i saw that no it has what the flavor profile is supposed to be oh well all right then i guess we'll just jump right into what the flavor profile is supposed to be then Yes, uh, we are, Lead the way. from what I could see, the first to review this. So there was no nose notes. Uh, they just have tasting notes on the website. Um, I took a sip and like froze because I thought I was in trouble. So I didn't really register tasting it. Sorry. <laughs> um, kind of like a deer in headlights, just like, whoop, well, I made a mistake. Um, it tasted really good from what... I remember from 10 seconds ago, um, not at all what I was expecting. Way more peppery um, when yeah. it hits your tongue than when uh, you smell it. So I was not prepared for the burn that it it had. Yeah, way more peppery. It burned all the way down the back of my throat, but it's got a, it's going to sound stupid, but a dark taste to it. Yeah. I mean, I get that. Yeah, I don't know how to describe it, but it's just it's got a dark taste to it. Not yeah. not smoky, not peaty. It's heavy? Is that the right word? I don't feel like that's the right word necessarily. Um it's the burn is definitely this is a whiskey that I would definitely want to have on hand during the winter when it's cold. Um because it is definitely like a warming up all through my chest, up my throat. Um, even as I'm sitting here talking, I can feel it. So that's... I would drink this for a cough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would definitely drink this for a cough. Um, I took a much smaller sip that time to try and get some flavors. And... It's hard to pinpoint anything on this. I, I, I can't pick any one thing out. The, the overpowering... The, the spice overpowers everything for certain. It definitely does. Um, when I, the very, 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 very first instant it hit my tongue, I got butterscotch for like a fraction of a second and then it went to the burn. And afterwards I'm getting like a tangy, like a tangy type taste, but not a fruit tang, just like a, it's. I get something sweet right on the tip of my tongue. Um. Butterscotch, vanilla E. I don't have much other than that, other than the burn and just kind of that lingering. Lingering burn and. Oaky. Yeah. Kind of oaky lingering flavor. Too. Brainy type. I that, wish I could pinpoint the exact type of flavor I'm tasting in the finish. It's like a tangy dry flavor. Um. I think it's pleasant. I'm I'm not getting any tang in the finish, but it is pleasant. It is definitely an enjoyable finish. The burn does linger. Like, it's still burning on the very back of my tongue. And I took a sip, you know, a minute, minute and a half ago. But that's um, interesting. What are we supposed to be tasting? So we are supposed to be tasting... 
Uh, slow and creamy with a full, rich taste of honey and ripe pears with vanilla, hazelnut, and butterscotch notes. Robust and deep, smooth, low-heat finish. Well, if this is low-heat, I'd hate to see high-heat. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Apparently, the aliens have a different... High-heat tolerance. Yeah, different uh, t- tolerance than we have. Um, pear. I, pear. Do not get pear. Hazelnut might be the tangy thing I was tasting. I could see that being like a fresh hazelnut. I can smell the hazelnut. Now that now that you've mentioned it, I could smell hazelnut. Yeah, it always pops out after you you taste yeah. it and read it, you know. God, it would be so cool to be a person like that actually tasted whiskey and picked out you know, all, like professionally. Yeah. That would be awesome. That would be a badass job. That would be. How do you get that job? Be born into it, probably. I would say you just like whiskey a lot, and I'm sure if we continue down this path and get good enough, one of us could probably pull that off. Cheers. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah, one day. <laughs> um, I'm going to take one more sip here, and then we'll go ahead and hop on into the wonder segment. All right, go ahead and taste that one more sip. You're going to get to able to taste on it a lot more because it is my week to present it is but i'm probably not gonna drink all of this okay just because of nope. uh i 100 percent understand i meant to pour a little less but old habits die hard <laughs> i guess uh on that note It's time for the wonder segment. All right. So what I'm about to ask you, Tyler, could seriously backfire on me. But I have enough faith that I'm going to ask it anyway. And I, I thought about texting you to ask I've to not, make sure, but I'm, I wanted to do this live. Whatever movie it is, I've not seen. It's not a movie. Okay. I want to know what you picture in your head when I say alien. Mm. Multiple things. Okay. What's the most prominent thing you think of? The stereotypical gray green guy with the big, big black eyes. Bald Thank head. God. Yes. That is exactly right. Okay. That is the most common alien. And that is what we're going to talk about today. We are talking about gray aliens also known as Zeta Reticulans or Roswell Grays. Nice. Yes. I saw the whiskey we'd be drinking, and I decided to do my entire research over aliens because there is a gray on the bottle. Aliens. <laughs> For anybody that's not on YouTube, I did that meme of the aliens meme. If you're not on your meme game, then... You're just asking. Shame on you. So when people claim to be abducted, 73% of reported alien encounters in the USA are from gray aliens, supposedly. Most consistently described as short and hairless with smooth gray skin, their heads are very large, their eyes are pitch black and almond shaped. 
They have small slits instead of a nose, kind of like Voldemort, and they have a fairly small mouth. They don't wear clothes or covering and appear to lack any genitalia. They have long, dexterous fingers and sometimes are claimed to be telepathic. All right. I already have a question on your description, and it's probably not there, but I've often wondered this. Mm -hmm. Teeth or not? Uh, I read both ways. So, okay. So, who knows? So let me go over, um, before we get into some history of the greys, I want to talk about greys in popular culture. What do we know them from when you think of alien, you think of the, the big head? Um, it's the alien emoji on your phone. That's, that's a grey. Roger from American Dad is a grey. In fact, he was the grey that crashed in uh, Roswell, New Mexico, supposedly. Um. If you want to go with Futurama, it was actually Zoidberg, <laughs> who is not gray, but you know. I mean, tomato, tomato. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, I just threw a giant monkey wrench in this gray thing. You did. <laughs> uh, the visitors in South Park, they are a repeat kind of character that pops up that are just gray aliens. The Furons from the Destroy All Humans video games. Barash from Star Trek, The Next Generation. Major mythology and pretty much the entire plot in X-Files is about greys. In the show, they are called colonists. The Asgard race from Stargate. The alien in Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull features basic greys. The Aliens in Steven Spielberg's Taken series. The Skrit Na from Animorphs. 1977 Close Encounters of the Third Kind. The aliens there are greys. The Duros from Star Wars are based on greys. Both the Arquilians and the Baltians from Men in Black are greys. Solarians from Mass Effect are greys. The Harvesters from Independence Day are greys. The farmer aliens from SpongeBob SquarePants are greys. Whoa, and, hold up. There were aliens in SpongeBob? Yeah, I think it's one of the newer seasons. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> that's a letdown. <laughs> um, and then one of my favorite stupid funny movies is Paul. It was made in 2011 and it stars Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, Kristen Wiig, and Seth Rogen as Paul. Paul is an alien that is trying to get back home, and he is a gray. And there is a fuck ton more grays in popular culture. I could have spent an entire hour just listing grays that have appeared in popular culture. So... I decided not to do that, only went over some of my favorites. So sightings of greys go back hundreds or even thousands of years, but two events made them the alien that comes to mind when you think of aliens. Number one, the Roswell incident. On June 26th, 
civilian pilot Kenneth Arnold was flying from Chehalis, Washington to Yakima, Washington, when he saw nine shiny UFOs and led to the phrase flying saucer. The UFOs flew past Mount Rainier at 1,200 miles per hour. This is the first modern era reported UFO sighting, and it set off a craze of reported sightings. At least 800 people came forward with copycat sightings, leading 1947 to be the year of the flying saucer craze. Everyone about damn aliens. Aliens did it. Again. Aliens. Aliens. All right. On to Roswell. Rancher W.W. Mac Brazil and his son Vernon claimed that on June 14th, 1947, they were driving across their land and they found a, quote, large area of bright wreckage made of rubber strips, tinfoil, and rather tough paper and sticks, unquote. This metallic material was shredded and scattered all over the area. The Brazils didn't know what was on the ground and how it got there or what to do with the items. So they just kind of shrugged, went about their business. Until a few days later, Mac came back and decided to collect all the wreckage that he could find and bring it back into town into Roswell, New Mexico, and he handed it off to Sheriff George Wilcox. The sheriff was just as confused, and so he got in contact with Colonel Butch Blanchard, commander of Roswell Army Airfield's 509th Composite Group. From there, the contacts kept going higher and higher up the chain of command as they looked for answers. On July 8th, Major Jesse Marcel, an intelligence officer from the base, made a public statement to the press. Immediately, headlines ran that said, quote, RAAF captures flying saucer on ranch in Roswell. Conspiracy theories began to fly. Then, the U.S. officials claimed that the wreckage was simply a weather balloon. And that did not help the conspiracy theories. On July 9th, the headline ran, quote, Army debunks Roswell flying disc as world simmers with excitement, unquote. However, the article included an interview from rancher Mac Brazil stating that he didn't think the wreckage he found was from a weather balloon. But as time went on, the Roswell UFO lost public interest and faded into obscurity. But the interest in the extraterrestrial continued. In 1980, the book The Roswell Instant was published. Authors Charles Berlitz and William L. Moore claimed the weather balloon was a cover story. They claimed the debris was from a flying saucer. This book sparked interest again and bred many more conspiracy theories and hoaxes. In 18... I'm sorry. (laughs) Dyslexia, guys. Uh, In 1984, 
forged documents surfaced that appeared to be memos on a secret government operation to handle the Roswell incident. Despite the documents proved to be fake, people continued to argue that aliens were responsible for Roswell. In 1995, an alleged alien autopsy film showed the dissection of an alien corpse from the Roswell incident. The director of the video did claim that it was a fraud. But with every hoax, interest in the incident increased. By 1992, Roswell became the city of aliens and UFOs as the International UFO Museum and Research Center opened. Since 1996, Roswell has hosted an annual UFO festival. Still today, the city's economy relies heavily on the 1947 Roswell incident. Talk about milking it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I went to Roswell and I was really young, so I'd like to go back because I don't, I didn't appreciate it as much because I was a kid, so I couldn't, I would know my dad didn't take me to do any like the scary stuff. So I went with my dad to Roswell and I remember like alien stuff everywhere and it was so freaking cool i want to go back how big is roswell i mean i'm pretty sure it's like a small ish town it's not Hmm. it's smaller than charlotte for sure and smaller than where we are right now in concord yeah yeah okay now This is despite the fact that in 1994, the United States Air Force declassified the truth. The weather balloon slash flying saucer was a U.S. spy balloon. It was part of Project Mogul, an attempt to monitor anticipated nuclear tests by the Soviet Union. Stories of alien bodies in Roswell were, in fact, Parachute crash test dummies. UFOlogists claim that every official explanation is a further cover-up. And still today, everyone talks about the Roswell incident. I.e., look at the whiskey we just drank. Yeah, that's... um, I've never, never been one to accept that weather balloon... But I find it interesting that they're, what they released in 94 was a spy balloon to try and detect Soviet Soviet nuclear tests. Why would... I, don't, I feel like it'd be pretty damn hard to detect a Soviet nuclear test unless they're testing it out over the Pacific, which I doubt they were doing. I don't know. We tested it in the middle of the desert in our own country. I'm sure they were testing it in like Siberia or something. Yeah, who knows? It, I mean, there's a major Air Force base out there, so. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Now, let's move on to incident number two. This is where the modern gray image comes from. This is the first report of alien abduction in the USA. Dun, dun, dun. Barney and Betty Hill claimed that between September 19th and 20th of 1961, they were abducted by extraterrestrials from rural New Hampshire. The Hills lived mostly normal lives before their encounters. 
Barney worked for the post office. Betty was a social worker. They were active members in their church, and they were both members of the NAACP, which is the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, if you do not know. And they actively worked towards civil rights. Barney sat on the board of the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights. They were an interracial couple, with Barney being black and Betty being white, which psychiatrists eventually suggested the whole encounter was a hallucination due to stress from being an interracial couple during the civil rights movement. However, the couple vehemently refuted this, saying that they were incredibly happy together and their friends and family were accepting. Here's how it went down. Betty and Barney Hill were driving down an empty road in New Hampshire's White Mountains. It was a dark September night, and the road has been empty for miles. As they drove, a bright light in the sky began following them. At first, Barney, a World War II vet and plane enthusiast, was unconcerned. He figured it was maybe a plane or helicopter or even a satellite that spun off course. But as they drove, the light followed. Sometimes it would disappear behind trees but it always came back after a few moments. After several miles, they grew curious and decided to pull over. They had a pair of binoculars in the car and used them to investigate the light. They saw it was a thin disc-like object that spun in the air. Betty pegged it as a flying saucer while Barney didn't know what to call it. Barney grabbed his handgun and got out of the car. He described the UFO as being as big as a jet, but flat as a pancake. It hovered a hundred feet above their car. He could see through the windows that there were gray beings watching them. He tried to lift his gun, but was unable to. Now terrified, he jumped back into the car and sped away. But as they were driving away, they both started to hear beeping coming from the back near the backseat or trunk and they started to get sleepy and they soon lost consciousness the next morning they woke up in their house and had no memories of the previous night but there were some strange things around Barney Anal gape <laughs> that's what was happening uh sorry oh. i didn't mean to throw you off there but i couldn't resist that moment <laughs> threw off my groove Um, (laughs) uh, uh, but there was some strange things that had happened Barney's shoes were scuffed and oddly worn Betty's dress was torn both of their watches had stopped working they felt dirty and scared as if something awful had happened to them Over the next couple of years, they both suffered horrible nightmares and anxiety. It took the help of a psychiatrist for them to decode what happened to them. They were abducted by gray creatures with large eyes. They went into the vessel, a spaceship as wide as their house was long. Betty ended up filing a report with the Air Force concerned about radiation poisoning from being on a alien spaceship 
The couple was separated and taken into different observation rooms. They had to strip, and the aliens began to collect samples from them. Hair, nail clippings, patches of skin. Human horn. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny because I was just talking with Shelby earlier today about that episode of Futurama. Ah, you had to do that to me. Oh, I'm sorry. You're just messing me up all over (laughs) the place. I'm so sorry. Um... They were probed with a variety of needles all over. Their psychiatrist used hypnosis to unlock their memories. Hmm. In 1964, under post-hypnotic suggestion, Betty drew a star map of where they had been taken. Amateur astronomer Marjorie Fish studied the star map and decided it was a depiction of the star system Zeta Reticuli. People continue to argue if that's just reaching because the scale is off. Astronomers today, and mostly back then, seem to agree that she just placed stars randomly at chance points and people were seeing what they wanted to see. But humans, humans gonna human. And if they want to see what they want to see, they're going to see it. This was the first case of a scientific journal, of the scientific journal, Astronomy, to allow open discussion of UFOs. In 1965, their story was picked up by a Boston newspaper and their fame skyrocketed. Since then, The Hills story has been turned into best-selling books, movies, and a variety of different tales and different platforms. I'm not going to get into the psychology of alien abductions because that could be its own episode. I just wanted to talk about the two events that really made the Greys famous. But appearances of Greys can go back centuries. Ancient hieroglyphs and trinkets depict creatures that strongly resemble the aliens in cultures across the world. A 1891 novel by Kenneth Follingsby called Mita, A Tale of the Future, has the narrator encounter small gray aliens with big heads. H.G. Wells described gray-like beings in The Man of the Year, uh, The Man of the Year Million, and The Time Machine. Now, Neil deGrasse Tyson is amazing. He is one of one of our modern heroes. He is a world-famous astrophysicist, and he has many opinions on extraterrestrial life. He has said, quote, You would be inexcusably egocentric to suggest that we are alone in the universe. We all have the, have confidence that there is life out there, unquote. However, he is not convinced at all that we have been visited by aliens. He has spoke about this on several television shows and podcasts. Insufficient evidence exists to prove any contact has happened. I encourage everyone to check out his interviews um, and read his book, Cosmic Queries. Neil deGrasse Tyson 
says, quote, not knowing what it is does not count as evidence for knowing what it is, end quote. And I don't know how much you keep up with like random news and stuff, Tyler, but fairly recently there was a Navy ship um, officer, someone on the Navy ship that claimed he saw a UFO. And that has sparked huge debates on all sorts of different platforms. I know Joe who, Rogan. Who is this that saw this? Do you know? Some military person. Commander David Faber? Is that? Because Joe Rogan talks about him all the time. I don't know yeah. if it is I, him or not. I'm. That's the most popular one that I've heard the most buzz about lately. Um, mainly because of Joe Rogan. Uh, matter of fact, I'm pretty sure I heard Neil deGrasse Tyson say one of those quotes on Joe Rogan. So I I got some of my information from watching Neil deGrasse Tyson on Joe Rogan get in a argument with Joe Rogan about how there is not UFOs being seen. And Joe was trying to be like, yes, there is. And Neil was just like sciencing the fuck out of him. Yeah. It's beautiful. I, I, matter of fact, I believe. <clears throat> and that might be... Um, I think there was a new one that came out with uh, that Joe Rogan did with Neil deGrasse Tyson recently that I haven't seen. I've kind of put my Joe Rogan on ha- on pause for a little bit. I found the Dale Jr. download, <laughs> and uh, my Joe NASCAR, Rogan is an asshole. So Joe Rogan is awesome. He's a dick. I think he's I think he's awesome. Um, I like his guest. I like dick. his guest. I think he's funny. I think he's funny as hell. Um. <laughs> Anyway, I I find it interesting that uh, I I don't know I I have a lot of opinion on on this topic I guess I believe aliens exist I think Neil deGrasse Tyson's got it right which is pretty egotistical for us to sit here and say oh we're the only life in the universe there's billions of galaxies. With billions of planets. Billions of stars that each can have, you know, 10 to 20 planets or 1 to 20 planets around it. The odds just, odds are there's something else out there. Yes. I'm I'm a scientist first and foremost. I 100% think there is something out there. I don't think they have visited Earth. I, you know, that, I don't know. I don't, I don't know one way or the other. Um, as, as for people getting abducted, uh, if you had asked me a month ago, and I mean this in all seriousness, if you'd asked me a month ago, I'd have been like, they're full of shit. And especially the people that you were mentioning earlier that would the hypnosis and whatnot to unlock it. I would say that's full of shit. But what I'm going to say now is. I think sometimes things are seen that can't be explained. And I think there's a lot of people that can't just accept it, that that is something they can't explain. (gasps) And they try to come up with a reason for it. You've changed. I, (laughs) yes, I have a little bit in, Uh, in a little bit of a, in a big way, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for anybody that, doesn't know. I'm not going to get into details, but I had a life-changing medical I think event. most of them have probably yeah. guessed. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Basically, I uh, I came back. 
from the other side for a brief moment. So uh, I'm not going to get into any more detail than that. If I, I'm not going to say I came back from the other side. I went to the other side and came back. So I've had my near-death experience. and I'm, Fuck that shit. You know, I'm... I there's things I can't explain, you know, I, I not even going to try to explain them. And because of that, I, I think that's the problem with humans. And, and normally I would try to explain these things, but I, I, I can't, it sounds like I can tell the story to people and I can tell some people look at me and like, they're sitting there nodding their head like, yeah, okay, cool. And then I can see in their mind that this guy's Plus, fucking crazy insane. as shit. You were bullshit. Nothing, that did not happen. <laughs> but I know what I saw. I know what I experienced. And whether you know people believe it or not, I'm not going to try to figure out that why. But I think a lot of people, for instance, the Hills, tried to figure out a why. You know, It could be something as simple as... Somebody slipped them some mushrooms. Yeah. You know, it could have been, it could be that they got abducted. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I, you know, it is what it is, but I think we are not the only being out there. I don't think it's, I think odds are that it's very simplistic life, like single celled or very, simple multi-celled creatures okay you don't think there's any intelligent life like us uh I'll, all right let me rephrase that i think there's more more of a chance that there's more single-celled and basic life forms basic. i would definitely think there's more of that yeah I but think i think of all of everything, yes, there's there, there is. has to be someone else intelligent. Gazuntite. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with that. It you know probabilities higher of unintelligent life. Yes. But there is still probability for intelligent life. Now, whether they've been here, I'd say the probability is even lower. But it's still not zero. I it's never zero. Yep. So I will I will give you that. It's never zero. There's that, always that chance. That's kind of where I personally feel about it. Now, I do wonder about things like the Egyptians. Mm-hmm. You know, the supposedly... I, I know we've referenced a couple cartoon TV shows on here, but they make good points. You know, for anybody <laughs> that didn't get the human horn reference, that was a Futurama reference. Um, and Futurama actually references another alien beings that say they visited the Egyptians and they make a joke saying that the Egyptians taught the aliens a bunch of stuff, but it's like sphinxes and cats. And that's what this type of alien is. What if, what if that is what the Egyptians based all that stuff off of, you know, it's just, it's again, it's one of those questions. We'll yeah. never know. Not until the end. Even then we might not know, you know, it's, no. It's crazy to think about. I, I want to apologize because I just moved my microphone and this stupid thing is squeaking. I know I heard it on here a couple times earlier. That's okay. So Not a big deal. I will WD-40. WD-40, this bad boy this week. I... But, all right, well. Well. 
let's um, jump into this. Trivia with Tyler. Oh, this is a good one, too. It relates to space and all the good stuff. Heck yeah, yeah. this entire episode is themed. I like it. Yeah. I like it. All right, so the North Star is 4,000 times brighter than our sun. The light that we see when we look at the North Star was actually generated in the year 1587, and it's been traveling through space for 434 years to reach us. That is so freaking cool. So freaking cool. I love, I love learning physics I stuff like that I think if I had done better in school if I hadn't have fucked away my adolescence on doing stupid shit I would have loved to have been an astronomer I took when I was in college so I'm pretty sure I've said on here many times I got my degree in geology um I also Started college as a meteorology major. I was going to double major, um, and physics was the one thing that kind of. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't so much the physics. I understood the concepts. I just couldn't do the calculus to solve the damn pr- equations. Math sucks. Yeah, cal- uh, calculus was hard for me. Um, so I ended up dropping the meteorology major. But I took multiple physics class, including astronomy, and. That was one of the coolest classes that I took. Astronomy, learning how... One of the coolest, coolest things that I remember, and I don't remember all the details because this was you know, almost eight, eight or so years ago at this point. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, it's how we learn what elements make up stars and... Um, planets and whatnot. There's a special lens you look through, and it like blocks out certain light frequencies, and each element, uh, each element emits only a certain frequency of light, and so you see these, and you you figure out which elements are present in that star or in that sun, and that's how we've discovered elements that never exist on earth. That's so cool. Yeah, I, I think it's called mass spec- spectrometry. That's so cool. Something like that. Maybe maybe that's a different machine. All uh, of, I'm going to look that up real quick. All of space and everything out there is fascinating to me. Um, if reincarnation is a thing, I want to come back whenever there is actual true space travel. I want to be... An N7 Marine from Mass Effect. It is definitely not mass spectrometry. That's something completely different that I got (laughs) confused. What is it? Did you pull it up? I'm looking right now. All right. Right now I just have to settle for playing 60 hours of Mass Effect and neglecting all relationships in my life. Nice. Yeah, I'm sorry, Houston. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) That game has taken over everything. Um, 
Yeah, I can't. Well, I, I can't find this. Um, if you know what it is, email yeah, us. That's what at I was just about to say. Whiskeyandwonder.com. All right. Well, yeah, if you know, email us, let us know. We're going to move on. Uh... Mail time. I love that drop. I do as well. Um, thank you guys that did email us. Yes. This week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And to the person that snail mailed us. Thank you as well. Snail mail. Still a thing. We appreciate it. I'm going to start this week by reading um, reading a short, quick email from friend Shelby. And it says, it, the, the uh, subject line is, nope, 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 all capital, not the beard. I was hoping you'd forgotten about that. <clears throat> Good thing it'll grow back quickly. Love, Shelbs. So for anybody that doesn't know, when we hit 2,500 listens, I'm going to shave my beard off and leave a mustache until it grows back. <laughs> I look uh, terrible. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Sorry, Shelby, it's happening. There is no backing out. I am going to read an email from friend Dad Bill, Papa Cross, my papa. Um... He he told me not to read this until we were on air. So I am reading this now live with you guys. Um, and so he says, Tyler, I am so glad to hear you are on the road to recovery and still have most of your marbles in the bag. I got all the marbles that I had <laughs> before all that happened. Absolutely scared the crap out of us. Yes, it did. Holy fuck. Anyway. But I'm still here. Thank Can't God. get rid of me that easy. Ooh, ooh, scary. All right. The podcast on the Ringling Brothers Circus was very interesting to me as I was an equipment supplier for them when they came to Denver. Actually, it was Feld Entertainment that was my customer. I supplied equipment for the circus, Monster Jam, and Arena Cross. The circus mainly used material handling equipment, generators, and carts, forklifts, dollies, and gators. The cost to move them was huge, and attendance was waning a bit. In my opinion, the final nail in the coffin, so to speak, was the older generation passed off control to the younger generation, and the animal rights came into play. Mainly public opinion. When the daughter got control of the circus, the decision was made that it would fold. I have to say I enjoyed Monster Jam and Arena Cross the most. They hauled dirt in and built the tracks over the course of two days, not stopping until it was done, and when the last show was over, they worked all night and into the next day hauling it away, leaving no trace that there ever was a dirt track. It was amazing watching the way they worked together with excavators, dump trucks, wheel loaders, and skid steers. We would be on call slash site until it was done as a breakdown would delay the next event. The Monster Jam was staged in the Ball Arena, formerly the Pepsi Center. Oh my God, it's not called the Pepsi Center anymore? Sorry, I just broke my heart. Okay, in the Ball Arena, and Arena Cross was at the Denver Coliseum. They always had another event the next night, so it was imperative to be out as soon as possible. 
Megan was in Charlotte at that time, but her sister and family was able to go a few times. Um, the first time you had failed equipment as a customer, dad, I was a senior in high school and I did go with you to check out Monster Jam and it was one of the coolest things ever. I did a major photography project uh, with the monster trucks and stuff. Remember, you, like I went in the back and was able to like talk to the drivers and like look at the engines and all that other cool shit and found out that um, Gravedigger is not just one monster truck. They have to be at every event, so they have several different Gravediggers. So. I wonder if they drive different. Oh, probably. That's but interesting. Since but, that's the most yeah. popular one, it has yeah. to be at every event. So they Grave have several. Digger. Best. I love Gravedigger. To answer your challenge. So my next subject was to tell another story about Megan and I when we were on the same vacation that she got drunk on the narrow gauge train. Before we went to Durango, our plan was to go to Carlsbad Caverns. Oh shit, this is the Roswell, New Mexico. <laughs> I, saw, I was I've got it pulled up and I saw in the next line Roswell, New Mexico. I was like, here he comes. Oh shit. Man, this is a themed episode, guys. Um, Completely unplanned except for the whiskey and the topic. Yes. All right. Uh you absolutely need to go there if you have not been. It was also a good time to check out all of the UFO hype in Roswell, New Mexico. <laughs> we were all hyped up to see the caverns. First thing that happened is the hotel we checked in put us in the very back unit that was going through a remodel. Our room wasn't remodeled, but there was construction trash strewn all over the ground. I walked into our room and it was so run down. I turned to Meg and said, we ain't staying here. Got our money back and left. We had nowhere to stay and we're in the middle of nowhere. There is a whole lot of nothing around here. All the motels we could find were full. We ran across a just opened Motel 8 that not only had a room, but a pool. Meg was in heaven. When we finally got to the caverns, I pulled into the parking lot. I parked the truck and Megan said, why are you parking here? I told her we were at the Carlsbad Caverns and jumped out of the truck. Expecting her to be excitedly on my heels, she yelled, Dad! And when I turned around, she is in the truck with the door open and says, where's... Oh, I'm going to be so red after this. Where is the cavern? <laughs> I pointed to the building over the cave and said, right there. She says, the building is a cavern. I laughed and said, no, it's under the building. It's a cave. At that moment, she said, no way. <laughs> I ain't going under the ground. I said, I didn't drive all this way, make all these plans, have all the hassle to get here and not go in. I couldn't get her to, degree to agree to go in. So I started walking the cave. She was too scared to stay in the parking lot by herself. So she copped a big attitude and started following me. <laughs> <laughs> All pissed off because I was going in with or without her. She was talking as sternly as she could and as low as I could hear her as to not draw attention to herself. She kept saying that she was not going. We get inside and under her extreme protest, I buy the tickets to go down the elevator. She was yelling as quietly as she could to get the point across to me that she was not going in a cave for no one or nothing. After about 45 minutes of trying everything I could think of to get her go in the, in the elevator, uh, to get her to go into the elevator, the staff tried, all to no avail. Finally, 
One of the ladies who worked there told me to go into the elevator and she would watch her and make sure she was safe while I went down. Megan was furious when I got into the elevator. I think if she could have gotten away with it, she would have beat me to a pulp for not agreeing not agreeing with her to bag this part of our vacation. She was looking at me sternly, pinching me to listen to her as we went down. Oh, my God. When the elevator got to the bottom and the doors opened, she grabbed onto the back of my shirt and I started walking, dragging her behind. She was screaming in a low voice to stop. We agreed to go talk this out at the snack bar down there. Over snacks, I tried and tried to convince her that it's safe and she will be amazed at what the cavern looks like. Snack bar is in a big room that's nothing special, just huge and rather dark. Finally, I tell her I'm going to see the cavern and she can sit there. I don't care. As I got up and started walking, she grabbed the back of my shirt again and planted her feet in panic. I was pulling her. And her feet were skidding the whole way to the first room. She suddenly let go of my shirt and said, Wow. From that point on, she and I were both in awe at the natural beauty of the place. We had a great time down there the rest of the day. Again, I highly recommend seeing the Carlsbad Caverns and make sure to stay and watch the millions of bats fly out to eat it at sunset. It's unbelievable how many fly out. It looks like clouds and it's all bats. The next story, if I've not told you, is one time when we were wheeling at the plane crash. That's also a very fun story that makes me look like an asshole. <laughs> yeehaw, yeehaw. Oh, my God. Oh, I love these stories. They're awesome. Oh, I do, too. And it's it's so embarrassing. But you know what? I It's out there, and it happened, and... Mm. He, I don't know if he did. Did you not include the best part of the story on purpose, Dad? Oh, you got to tell it now. So I don't know why he didn't include this part, because I'm sure he remembers it. So he was so desperate to, like, get me into Carlsbad Caverns with him that he gave me a $100 bill. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And I slipped into my pocket. And I still wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yep. I can't remember. He doesn't remember bribing me with $100. That's hilarious. I don't know how I how old I was. And I, I mean, it's the same age I was when I got drunk on the train. So what was that? Eight something? I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. That was a good one, though. Huh. Um, Children. So I do have uh, one. I want to circle back and talk about the element color thing i anybody if you can explain it better than this feel free to email us but i found i looked up an, a small explanation so elements emit co- elements emit colors when they're heated because electrons in atoms can have only certain allowed energies as you you know if you're familiar uh visible light's just an electromagnetic part of the electromagnetic spectrum so Heating an atom excites its electrons, and they jump to higher energy levels. When the electrons return to lower energy levels, they emit energy in the form of light. The color of the light depends on the difference in the energy between the two levels. For example, the red, the green, and the blue lines in the spectrum of hydrogen arise when the electron drops from level two, drops to level two 
from levels 3, 4, and 5. Every element has a different number of electrons and, and a different set of energy levels. Thus, each element emits its own set of colors. See, for example, mercury and neon above. Those colors are as distinctive to each element as fingerprints are to people. I remember learning about this in one of my geology or chemistry uh, or, or that astronomy class in college. I just don't remember what it's called. It's so, so cool. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. I, I do remember learning so cool. about the elements jumping in uh, mineralogy because that's how we learn what elements make up minerals. That's but so anyway. Cool. Uh, science is amazing. Science is awesome. Now... We're going to move on. We have on. more mail, guys. This is the best episode ever. Snail mail and gifts. Gifts. I like surprises. It's not for doggos, though. Oh, Navia thinks it's for her. All right. So, is there, is there a note in this? Maybe, maybe there's not a note. Oh. <laughs> well. <laughs> Regardless, I know what this is. And I will... I just want to take it out and make sure there's not a note real quick. I do have some paper here that I will read. This is from friend John, who is a member of, um, I guess it's a whiskey group in a different state where they sample, I believe it is small batch. Whiskies um, that are that are like one 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 barrel or you know a handful of barrels, a lot of single barrel stuff, I believe. Um, and he has taken, he has kindly sent us some samples. He's labeled them very nicely and given us a key to the labels. Thank you, so. friend John. This is fabulous. We have four new whiskeys. This is so exciting. I am stoked to try this. To try. Um, I don't want to read any of them because I want it to be a surprise, a surprise. for everybody listening. Yes. But suffice to say, oh, almost knocked something over. Suffice to say between this and the next round of Flaviar, which should be here soon, we're, we got quite a few new Alcohols to try over the next, I would say, eight, maybe nine weeks. Yeah. I think we still have one already in the queue lined up. I'm sorry if all that um, paper rattling. Yeah, paper up. rattling came through the microphone there. But um, yeah, so I've got all, that is so all cool. four of these. And it looks like it'll be enough for. Me and Megan to both get about a finger out of each one. So that's perfect. Thank you so much, friend yes. John. Thank you, friend John. I'm stoked for this. Oh, yeah. We haven't had any of these. Ooh, yeah. I'm excited. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I can't wait. Yay. Oh, I'm very excited. Um, And if there was a note, friend John, I blame your sister. And she didn't give it to me. Because <laughs> this box was open when I got it. Um, thank you guys for emailing us yes. or getting in touch with us. We've, it's been three or four weeks now but since we've had 
anything to do mail time with. So thank, thank you. you. We love mail time. We love hearing from you guys. Um, so dad, uh, email us a story yeah. about plane crash. Cause that's going to be a fun one for Tyler to laugh at me about. And, um, everyone else email us anything, random things. Tell Any, us. Yeah. Tell us we suck. Tell us we're great. Yeah. If you want to know what happened to me, well, maybe if I know you well <laughs> enough, just for some legal stuff going on. But, um, yeah, you know, if whatever you want to email us about, let us know. If you want a pre-ordered T-shirt, email us. Let us know your size, and we'll let you know what the next step in the process is. Um, I'm really gonna look into getting uh. Get everything on the website this week. That's my goal. It's also my turn to research this week. So we'll see what goes on. Gonna I, be a busy bee. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So um Megan, anything else? Um No, other than again, thank you guys for mailing us. Thanks for the donations. Thanks for for being a part of this wonderful podcast. You guys <laughs> We were about to wrap it up, and we didn't even do final thoughts. Oh, I knew that. I oh. wasn't wrapping it up. Oh, I was wrapping it up. Oh, I wasn't wrapping oh, it I'm up. sorry. Well, then the tire screech is for me. All I right. wasn't wrapping it up. I'm sorry. Always wrap it up. <laughs> Friendly advice for you folks out there. Oh, my God. Uh, we're going to move on. Final thoughts. Well, what you think? <clears throat> so, I I was able to get the pair. Interestingly enough, were you? I got the pair. How? Like shooting it? Just, just randomly? It just hit randomly. You? It hit me. I, it, it was there the whole time. I just couldn't pick it out. Hmm. It's been so okay. long. And in fairness, it's been so long since I've had a pair. It's kind of in the. It's it's a subtle flavor in the back, I guess, um, is the best way to describe it. I would overall this grew on me the more I the more I sipped it. Um, you know, like I said, I've been kind of taking it easy. I still got about half of what I poured. I'm just flat out gonna go. I I agree with what you said earlier. This is something I want in the wintertime. Uh, if I'm going to go out on the porch, have a cigar in the cold, want something to warm me up, keep me nice and, you know, that burn. Mm -hmm. This is not something I'm going to pull out in the summertime, though. It's not a... It might be something I would mix as well, but if I was going to drink it straight, just neat, it's going to be in the in the winter time and i would have to say my rating for it is just right down the middle 5 okay all right i agree uh with you a lot on what you said i've not gotten pair um this is one of the whiskeys if you had been presenting and i had been just drinking i'm sure i would have double dipped because i'm I'm definitely enjoying this whiskey a lot. Um, and I, I, for the most part, do agree with you. It's a whiskey to drink when you're cold. 
I am cold-blooded, so I am cold all the time. So I definitely would be drinking this in the summer, the winter, the spring, the fall, whenever. Um, like typically when I'm at Tyler's house, I am freezing. He keeps his house so cold. I keep my house at 70 degrees. That tells you what you need to know about me. I am so cold here. But this whiskey makes it better. So I walked I in today. I don't think anybody's been in my house all weekend. Um and it was 79 degrees in here. Perfect. I almost died. Perfect. 79 I, degrees sounds fabulous. Ugh, I could barely breathe. Oh, I would like everything to be set at 80 degrees all year all year long. No, thank you. If I could perfect temperature for me. Sorry, we're getting off topic here. <laughs> 65 in the mornings. Well, I, I'll say down to 60 in the mornings. The tops out at 70 in the afternoon and then that's it. No, absolutely not. No. No, huh. no wind. It can get up to 75 if it got a little breeze. All right. Well, I uh, keep our place at 70 degrees as well um, because poor Houston, I'll melt him. Um, but I would like the house to be very warm. Um, so I am super into this and the way it makes you feel, the way it burns. I have enjoyed it the more I've drank it. Um, so I'm... I'm impressed with this one. It's it's a unique flavor. It's not one that we've really had before. Um, I'm going to give it an eight. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I'm, I, I disagree with the uniqueness of it. I think that's why, to me, it's... Not a shooter. I saw that face happening, guys. Not a shooter. <laughs> Not a shooter. Oh, <coughs> I uh, I find that interesting that you think it, you you call it very unique. It's to me is Megan's dying over there. Oh my this god! This is really not a shooter, y'all. She is dying. Oh my god! <laughs> my throat's on fire. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> now I kind of want to do it just to experience it, but it's horrible. Don't do it. Oh, I think I got to. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, no, I that <laughs> I I I disagree with Megan. I think we, this is a very run-in-the-mill flavor profile. Um, so interesting that our taste buds have been a little different like that. So here we go. Just, no, don't do it. Oh, it burns just, so bad. Just for the masses. Oh no, I didn't like it. You shouldn't like it either. Does it? Isn't it hurting? I'm just a baby, apparently. Eh, it wasn't that bad. <coughs> Maybe it just went down the wrong pipe. Yeah, we'll go with that. All right, guys. Now <laughs> it is time to wrap up. Yes. Um, thank you for joining us. What are we sitting at, Tyler? We are at uh, one hour and 15 minutes exactly. Cool beans. That's so. not bad. All right, guys. Thank you for sticking around. Thanks for listening to us ramble. Um. Email us with your topic suggestions, your reviews, anything. We love you. Um, Check us out, whiskeyandwonder.com. You can buy uh, little tumbler glasses that we have there. Do you ever send those out to your mom and your dad? Anybody that ordered one? If not, <clears throat> email Megan. 
You can find that. Megan at whiskeyandwonder.com. Somewhere. If I can figure out how this camera works, there it is. Over there. <laughs> <laughs> I keep pointing that way because that's the way it is on my screen over there. Um, yeah. So if she, if you're related to Megan and she has not gotten you your stuff, email her. Yeah, I suck. It's just part of my life. Um, so if not, get on there, snag one. We still got the same deal we had going on. If you buy a couple in bulk, buy like four, you can get them a little bit cheaper than if you buy one or two. So, Yep, yep. I guess on that note, as always, thank you guys for your support. Thank you, guys. We will get out of here. We will let you get out of here. Have a wonderful week. We love you. Don't drink and drive. Cheers. <laughs>